Hi, and welcome to Good Change Conversations with myself, Christy Hunter, and Stina Smith. We're here to inspire everyday people to do good things. Good changes come in all shapes and sizes in the form of products, mindsets, routines, and more. Each episode, we're going to introduce you to small changes that will help you and the environment. We hope you take away at least one of these and change for the better. In the wise words of Elvis Presley, clean up your own backyard first, and then the world's. Focus on the small changes. Don't try to do everything perfectly. Just little bits, one step at a time. Sarah's journey to well-being wasn't a smooth one, or planned for that matter. She underwent a huge amount of personal struggle. One thing led to another, and she began taking a wheatgrass shot every day. That wheatgrass shot changed her life, not literally one, but taking one every day. It was a gateway to a healthier, more holistic, balanced life. We are so excited and so privileged to have Sarah on the podcast today to talk about how she healed herself naturally, the power of superfoods, and the importance of listening to your body. Sarah, I'm curious. Could you tell us a bit more of where you grew up and what got you into health and well-being and, and how that became part of your life? Sure. Well, thank you so much, first of all, for having me on here today. It's so exciting. Uh, and I love sharing my story because you never know what's going to resonate with people that might help them take the next step towards a healthier life. Kiwi parents, you know, meat and three veg growing up, mum, always home-cooked meals, very lucky, very blessed. Really, it was a few gradual steps that led me to look more into what health and wellness meant for me and how I could control it, if we ever can. The first sort of adventure, I guess you can call it, along on the journey was borderline eating disorder through school. Uh, you know, the teenage pressures of being a young woman and trying to aspire to be, and this is before social media days as well, so I can't imagine what it's like for young people these days, but trying to aspire to some sort of aesthetic whilst your own wellness is taking a back seat. And I managed to climb out of that, thankfully, but it taught me a new relationship with food, that it was nourishment, not punishment. And I, I still live to that now. I don't count calories or fat grams and things like that. For me, it's it's what feels good and that is what guides me. So that was the first little step, I guess, to where I am now. And then there was a series of things like polycystic ovaries, which I think in my own heart is a result of that calorie restriction through my later teens that messed with my hormones and then it presented itself as polycystic ovaries and that led to uh, fertility trouble so my husband and I uh, struggled along for a couple of years eventually went and got help to get pregnant but again all about those hormones and the internal just being a little bit out of whack so my body giving me signals even into late 20s and then once Stella was born thankfully you know we were best to be able to get pregnant and have her uh, there was shingles, which is really, really common as well. I think one in 10 New Zealanders suffer from shingles. So again, the body going knock, 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 you know, I need some attention here. So that led me into looking at anti-inflammatory foods, immune boosting foods, you know, healing from within that I could really start to recognize what my body was trying to tell me and uh, get to that sort of optimal level for me. It wasn't about looking at diets or fads or labels on anything. It was what felt good. And then uh, the next part to the journey was double foot surgery, which was the recovery of six weeks in bed. So literally six weeks, no weight bearing. And 
that time I was just on the laptop the whole the whole journey just looking up again anti-inflammatory foods was a big thing I think as as part of this overall picture and healing foods so instinctively I went vegetarian during that time because everything I was reading and listening to was that animal products were inflammatory you know reactions on in the body so keeping that inflammation down was really key healing foods vitamin c's lots of antioxidants and uh, came out of that really, really well. Six weeks flew by. And that then gradually led into becoming plant-based. So that was over the span of about two years, just gradually removing things that I genuinely felt didn't make me feel good. Again, listening to my own, you know, it wasn't about what somebody else was doing, but listening to my own body. So that's how I am here. But the wheatgrass shot started in that healing process, um, in bed every day, I had a wheatgrass shot in that um, process of healing after my foot surgery and, yeah, continued since. I mean, that's an incredible journey you've been through. It just blows my mind. But I don't think unique in any respects either that, you know, I'm sure we all know someone that's had shingles, polycystic ovaries, fertility issues, but we're so busy. I think this is the problem. We're so busy and there's so much distraction that we can easily just you know, push it down and, and not necessarily listen until things do start crashing down and you have to. <laughs> and we're all about convenience, that busyness. We just Absolutely. want things now and, you know, we want to be able to just grab a meal and yes. run with it. Yeah, 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 and not think too much about it. It was almost like an incubation period to, to discover what was working, what I actually wanted um, and how I could implement that on the daily, you know, not just in bed, have a wheatgrass shot every day. It had to be It had to be convenient to implement each day for the long term. So do you even today, are you taking a little bit of that with you? It's, it's figuring out what would fit into your daily life that's manageable and doesn't add an extra stress that you're like, oh my God, I have to do that, you know, breathing exercise that somebody told me to do to, to chill out, you know, because it just adds another thing to the list, right? So whether it's getting up 20 minutes earlier and just sitting, breathing, whatever is going to work for you, you, you'd know. A bit of yoga maybe... Good change, bamboo reusable towels. The perfect alternative to a single-use paper towel or the blue synthetic rolls that stay on the planet forever. Use, wash and reuse up to 85 times, then compost them in your home and send them back to nature. Available from your local supermarket or online at www.goodchangestore.com. Help support good changes in New Zealand homes with good change bamboo towels. And are you transferring a lot of those tools onto your daughter and your husband and your dog? <laughs> <laughs> I try to on my daughter. She's eight and she's she's a busy girl. She's For her to sit and breathe is a challenge. So it's just small little, you know, bites. She loves, I've got crystal singing bowls at home. She loves playing those. And even my drum, she'll walk around. You know, so I try not to force it onto her that it's relaxation time. I just let her weave it into her natural movement and play because then it makes the everyday things become a little bit more conscious, I find, because as soon as you tell a child to do something, they feel like it's work, you know, and they kind of push back. So just implementing those things into her play or if she's drawing, you know, it'd be like, are you breathing from your belly? Just 
Just little, little things, I think, for children. The dog, well, she's her own creature. And, and my husband, yeah, I think I think he tries, but he's he's a busy guy, you know, works a lot. So, um, Is he plant-based as well? Not 100%, no. I'm the only person in my whole family that is, and that's okay. Stella certainly isn't, and a lot of people are surprised by that, that I haven't raised a plant-based child, but that's for her to decide when she's ready and wants to, if she wants to. As a note as well, Stella doesn't eat enough. She loves her fruit, but she doesn't eat enough vegetables for me to comfortably say that she'd be able to meet all her nutritional groups if she was to eliminate animal products. So that's really important to note as well that you can call yourself plant-based or vegan but you can be still incredibly unhealthy if you're not meeting those nutritional main food groups. Um, You know a lot of vegans just live on junk food and, and that's not the goal. It's again about checking in with how food makes you feel and how it uh, supplements your well-being and your happiness and your, your overall health. So if, she, if I pulled out an animal products from her diet, she would just be white rice, white pasta, you know, so that's actually not fair on her either. And, and so you're talking, it's a lot about listening to your own body, which I think as an adult or is probably an easier thing to do. But as a child, how would you, I'm just thinking because I'm curious for my own children as well. What advice would you give for someone list, uh, trying to teach their children to listen to their bodies? Mm. Well, yeah, because food is is not so much about enjoyment for them necessarily as it does become as an adult. You know, it's about family and entertaining and quality time together. It's it's a big integral part of that sort of energy as an adult. Whereas with a child, it's grab something, get on with playing, or go back to our friends. And I mean, probably the 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 most powerful thing that we can do with our children is get them involved in the kitchen. So have them as part of the creation process so then they can have an appreciation of what's gone into the meal and how it's come to be on the plate. I know growing up I did, I was a, a little bit in the kitchen but more often than not it was just you know mum calling upstairs dinner's ready you know and then we come down and it's on the table so it was really easy to just go oh I don't want that. I think if the child is in the kitchen with you part of the process whether it's even just chopping a couple of veggies or stirring the pot every now and then they have that sense of ownership of what's been created so more likely hopefully fingers crossed (laughs) to have a bit more of an appreciation of what's there and and enjoy it too. What impact have the changes that you've made personally had on your overall mental state and health? Great question because that is something that is so important to me I think because I mean, whilst it's it's said that our gut talks to our head brain, that, you know, the majority of our um, neurological cells are in our gut, actually, and up to 80% of our serotonin is pr- produced in our gut, which is that feel-good hormone, which actually makes us feel good. So when we look after the gut, then we're looking after the brain. So it's just a direct link to me that makes perfect sense. We are what we eat. So if we're putting in rubbish and stuff that doesn't serve us, then that's going to present itself in our minds, which then comes out into our life experience. So food is, for me, I mean, I understand that there's chemical imbalances that people need prescription drugs and medication for at certain levels, but for for that top level of mental health and well-being, our first stop is what are we eating and drinking. I think that's the very first 
port of call to go, what's going in that then's creating this? It's looking after that gut first and foremost, and I know it is at the forefront of information. In terms of health and wellness experts or, or people that are really passionate about it, but it needs to be more mainstream. You know, the probiotics, the prebiotics, looking after that gut health, fermented foods, sauerkrauts, kombuchas, you know, all those things that are going to look after that garden, which then creates the flowers up in the mind. Maybe I've lived in a bubble. I did not know that. I knew that got obviously got health. I've read a lot about got health, but oh, it's fascinating. Uh, if yeah. you if you if you can spend some time, uh, there's a man called Dr. Zach Bush in America who is a little bit controversial in some of his aspects. But if you can look at his philosophy and his knowledge, he's triple board certified uh, in the states of gut health and the correspondence of our own health not only mental, but our whole life experience is, um, it's really fascinating, but it just makes total sense. I remember when we were um, trying to conceive Stella and, you know, you look, I don't know if you've struggled with fertility issues or had friends that, but you become a little bit obsessed with the whole process and what happens first and what part of the baby grows first and this and that. Well, in a human fetus, the spinal cord and the gut are the first things the large intestine is the first thing that gets developed in a human fetus. So it's it's almost like the super brain of the human that gets developed first and then the rest of it follows. So um, it's the epicenter of our of our being, really, our gut, you know, and it's like people say, listen to your gut. Well, it's because your intuition, your it's not up in here, a little bit in the heart, but often it's it's um, the gut that is always talking to us. And like we mentioned, the busier that we are, the easier it is to to push that down and just be brain-led or mind-led. Good Change Eco-Cloths are fully compostable in your home garden after six to nine months of use. They are lint and streak free, have the absorbency of 15 paper towels, and most importantly, don't smell. Available from your local supermarket or online at www.goodchangestore.com. Help support good changes in New Zealand homes with Good Change Eco-Cloths. Sarah, can you give us your top three anti-inflammatory foods as go-to foods that you would recommend? Turmeric is probably the number one. So for anti-inflammatory, I look to Ayurvedic principles, which is the most ancient nutritional principle, I guess you could say, in the history of nutritional approaches. So Ayurveda stems from India and it's working with our particular body makeup. So we're all made up differently. We run hot, we run cold. Some of us have a more sluggish disposition. Some of us are more energetic. So we're able to burn calories faster without even trying. So it's working with your body disposition and turmeric is a key ingredient in Ayurvedic practices because it, it suits all body dispositions. And the key with turmeric, whether you're having it in powder form or fresh root is ideal in a juice uh, or in your recipes, your curries and things, is mixing it with black pepper and a little bit of an element of fat because that helps the absorbency of, we're getting kind of into a science project here it sounds like, but there's a there's a, a property in turmeric called curcumin, which is the the aspect of it that gives benefits. So there's even a supplement out of curcumin. So that's basically what it is. It's that it's that portion of the turmeric that has the anti-inflammatory benefits. So, so if you were cooking dinner at night and you got oil and pepper in your on your frying pan, you could just grate a bit of turmeric 
and put it in with whatever else you're Yeah, I mean, generally, there. if you're doing a curry dish, you're going to have an, uh, pepper, maybe, in there. Salt and pepper we generally add to our cooking and an element of fat, too. So that could be a coconut cream as well. It doesn't need to be an oil. And also things like nuts and seeds that can be added onto the top. So just once it hits that digestive system, that it has those other elements to be able to uh, assimilate in the body better. I'm so excited about <laughs> this. <laughs> I was in Bali this time last year and um, we did yoga every day, which was amazing. But in a lot of the studios, they had this drink called Jamu Tonic. I don't know if you've ever come across that. So it's basically that is a turmeric, ginger, black pepper. They sweeten theirs with honey. You don't need to add sweetener. Um, but Jamu, yeah, look up Jamu recipes and that'll give you great ways to enjoy turmeric in a juice. Sarah, what would be your top tip for immune boosting? Well, this is a touchy subject right now, isn't it? Because I think it should be top of the news. I think it should be on the front page of every newspaper and the top story of every news headline is how we can nurture our natural immune systems because we are incredible machines. Uh, we have an amazing immune system that knows what to do. We don't need to give it extra drugs and pharmaceuticals and things to try and boost it because nothing will replace Mother Nature effectively. It's a little bit tricky to say to boost our immune system. It's probably more accurate to say to support our immune system. So there's foods that are immune supporting. So your vitamin C's, sunlight, vitamin D is so important. And this might sound controversial for some people, but unprotected as well. So, you know, 10, 12 minutes unprotected, no sunscreen, not in peak time, but so your skin is able to absorb that vitamin D from the sunlight without any barriers. Vitamin E, so your essential fatty acids, nuts, seeds, if you eat seafood, then good quality seafoods, walks in nature, you know, things that keep us chill. So stress is a massively taxing thing on our immune systems. And unfortunately, over this last year, a lot of people have been really, really stressed and often getting sicker more, staying at home, the sanitizing of everything, which is, you know, killing natural germs that we have on our hands, which bacteria is good. When people look into Zach Bush, they'll they'll see we need bacteria. We are predominantly made up of bacteria. The world is bacteria. So to think that we can eliminate it is, is not only short-sighted, but actually detrimental to our immune systems. So uh, yes, you can sanitize, but making sure that you're, you're not becoming phobic about germs because we do need them. Um, and that's what probiotics are as well. They're bacteria. So that should tell us with that reference to the gut health is that we need bacteria for a healthy immune system. For listeners out there thinking, oh, this sounds like a whole lot. I can't do all that at the yes. same time. Would it still be okay to just start Super with one? Super nature shot. Super nature <laughs> shot. Start with it. Start with your wheatgrass. No, I think, you know, it's it it's, can sound ridiculous, but if you start your day off with the right intentions, it can often lead to the day carrying on that way if we start off frenzied stressed out you know the kids aren't getting ready fast enough you're late for work late for school da, 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 da. your whole day just continues like that you know and you come home pour the wine and you're just exhausted <laughs> so if you were to distill down into a few key things maybe three good changes that you can make obviously the wheatgrass shot is a crucial one good start what are another two things that people could be doing out there to try and transform their life so, you know, as simple as a bit of journaling or writing down on a piece of paper things that make you feel good. 
So that could be singing, it might be taking up a new hobby, you know, it might be pottery or something completely random that you've kind of put on the back burner because you're too busy, don't have time, got all these other commitments. So it's sitting down with getting honest with yourself with what makes you feel good. It might be running, exercise might not be your thing, but it is so crucial to our health and wellness, getting a good sweat on. So, you know, try a few different classes, see what works for you and has you coming out feeling really, really good. But it's actually putting ourselves first because then you're better for everyone else around you as well. At Good Change Store, we have designed beautiful and sustainable cloths for your home. They began as a vehicle to help lead social change. We are here to inspire and help people make small changes for a better world. Start with your kitchen and clean with prettier cloths that care about your bench as well as the environment. Sarah, one thing that always that I always wonder about with when it comes to holistic and holistic way of healing mm-hmm. is that there's a lot of, like we say, in our world with the cloths and products, a lot of greenwashing. And, and it's the same in the holistic world because it is just not as monitored as sort of Western medicine mm. is. So how do, you, how do you know when you're on to, you know, the real stuff, like your, your product is the real stuff versus someone trying to copy what you're doing and it's not actually d- doing any good? Like, mm. So how, how do you know which ones are the real ones and which mm. ones are, are not the ones with the maximum benefit? That is tricky. Uh, it's, it's again going with your gut. I think if if something is requiring an influencer campaign or, you know, a huge marketing PR budget behind it, is that legit? You know, I think, and and each company or brand or product should have full transparency of the start to finish of the product with food from grower, how that grower is, you know, looked after, the farming practices, the soil health, which again, Zach Bush's big, amazing inspiration and source of information about the soil health is so crucial to our planetary health and our individual health. It's interlinked. So that traceability of the product, because it's easy to get swayed. I've done it plenty of times by beautiful packaging, you know, a gorgeous face behind it. And you think, wow, it, it must be amazing. And then to be let down. Um, or see the ingredients list when it arrives and you think, oh, really? (laughs) So if we're talking specifically with health and wellness products or food, it's keeping those ingredients lists to a bare minimum and you should be able to recognise each thing that's in it. And if not, then it should come from a natural source. If things start getting too man-made, then we're getting into that processed artificial sort of zone, which then we have to question how our body will assimilate and use that and is it beneficial or are we better just to eat the carrot? I think those are great tips. Amazing tips. And do you know what's amazing is the fact that you've been through this incredible health journey and you've actually listened to your body and you've made those changes because a lot of people probably wouldn't go that far. But I think that your journey has been an amazing um, starting point for you to to make those changes and you've also followed a mantra that we follow in our business and that is all about making small changes yes so it's incremental changes that build up into something a little bit more robust yeah well then you're more likely to stick to it I think if it's the whole kit and caboodle right from the get-go you're just it's like when people do no drinking for a month or something and then they can't wait to get to the drink you know it's it's too much too quick so it's being really gentle with yourself checking in and 
that is going to lead to long-term change, whether you're trying to be more eco or you know, look at brands and products that um, you know are more sustainable. It's gradual, and then that's going to be easier to stick to in the long term. Absolutely. I think we've got some great tips. I think uh, there's definitely um, some things I'm going to start straight away, <laughs> and hopefully you, our listeners out there, will do as well so all of us don't have to spend six weeks in bed at some states later down our lives. <laughs> So um, thank you very much, Sarah, for coming thank in and, and sharing. This has been my pleasure. Really, really valuable. That's um, yeah, very interesting for for us and and for everyone out there. Thank Fantastic. you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our Good Change conversations. We hope you are walking away feeling excited and inspired by those doing good things. Keep coming back. We have so much more we want to tell you.